everybody, Morgan here. I play Eugene on the cast. First and foremost, I wanted to say thank you so much for listening. Sam actually told me this week that there are other podcasts out there, and while I don't really believe him, it does warm my heart feeling like you chose us. So thank you. If you like us a lot, please consider leaving us a rating or recommending us to a friend. Also, you can follow us on Instagram. We post some silly videos, and it's an easy way to drop into our DMs and let us know what we're doing right or wrong. And now, please enjoy The Heroes Die. Hey, fellas, how you doing this week? <laughs> hey, Sam. Never oh, better, good. buddy. Good, 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 good. good. Um, I'm glad to hear that. I'm really glad to hear that. And I, I figured I'd start this week off again, harking back uh, to asking a question. And that question this week is. Oh, he's choking. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh, I thought he prepared oh, for episodes beforehand. Oh, oh he's oh, pooping. No. Oh, I had oh, no idea. God, this is his stage fright. Improvisational yeah. exercise. Performance anxiety. Oh, my God. Wow. What was the fucking question? Yeah, I thought I'd remember it when I opened my mouth, and now I don't mm-hmm. have it. Silence um, is kryptonite in audio media. terrible. Yeah, yeah really, really, you really You can just take bad. it as again next week if we want to reset. <laughs> Should we do room tone for a third time, or <laughs> yeah. do you want to just keep going? Yeah, I can do the funny thing again that I won't say on air, but I'll do it again. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, what is the worst thing you have ever done to a friend? Oh my no, god! Jesus, <laughs> Sam, agree to this podcast. Uh, no, the the question is: um, give me give me your unpopular opinion, favorite weather. Right. So I'm not asking for like, oh, I like it when it's 65 degrees and sunny. I'm thinking about like, I like a rainy day. I, I just do. I like a rainy day. And I, uh, that, that, that I don't think is a particularly popular. Massively weather. unpopular. Yeah. Do you yeah. like being outdoors yeah. no on a rainy, rainy day or do you like, like a no. quiet indoor rainy day? I like a quiet indoor yeah. rainy day, but I like the type of quiet day that it feels like you can only get on a rainy yeah. day. Well. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the sort of permission to do nothing feels like it's stronger on a rainy day. I just, I like a rainy day. Truly unpopular. Yeah. No, hey, mm-hmm. you know what? Uh, 33% of this podcast poll says uh, rainy days fucking rock. Because number one, yeah, weather pattern. That 50%, yeah. brother. 50%. Yeah, we, we are climbing. Yeah. 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 Just a bunch of Eeyores over here when it comes to the weather. I don't mind a rainy Listen, day. Man, but, you... but, 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 but again, it's like I'm indoors. You know, I don't know if. Yes. I, I hear what you're saying, though. I get what you're if you grow up in Portland, Oregon, man, like oh, yeah. you, you have to learn to like rainy days or hate life. Like, like you only have two <laughs> choices. So, uh, I have really fond memories of like sitting under the tree on rainy days and and smelling coffee with like that. Uh, what is the name of that smell of rain on Earth? You know, there's some fancy oh. name that people make dumb posters out of. Petrichor. Thank you, Petrichor. Wow. Uh, you know, that and Sonder, those are the two that are always bouncing in my head. Um, mm-hmm. But dude, no, I love that because you're absolutely right. It just it makes everything feel calm and condensed and sort of right in front of you. Partially, I think, because it's it grays everything out. So your borders are a little a little cozy. Yeah, no, 100 percent. I mean, like sight and sound, right? Like you can't see as far. You can't. Uh, sound is deadened. I, just I do like a thunderstorm. Hey, we get it. You're a bunch of rainheads. Jeez. In, in, indoors, Calm I down. like a thunderstorm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, indoors. And again, yeah, this is definitely indoors. Well, um, proving that this is a massively popular uh, type of weather. <laughs> Four out of six so right, far. Right. So, Ben, you love Death Valley? Well. Like, well, what's going yeah, on? I was going to say, who's, who's a big sweltering heat fan? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I like yeah, one. All right, Morgan raises his hand. Morgan? Audio podcast. Uh, that is true, right? <laughs> yeah, no, my hot take on this is that, like, uh, I, I don't like warm weather, like, I think any more than anybody else. But I think once you get above, like, 105 degrees, I start enjoying the challenge of it. Like, I start getting, like... Oh, fuck. It's actually hard to exist like this. And yeah. That's, that's fun for me. Yeah. Uh, like I was in Vegas three years ago and it was 114 degrees. And I found reasons to go outside uh, and like see. Yeah, you had a fight the like. next day. You had to sweat down. Yeah. I, thought it, I, th- I, think, I think that's fun. Morgan, do you do <laughs> reasons to go outside versus hanging out in? Do you like, like it, when it's sweltering outside, like do you find a reason to like hang out? in that kind of weather or do you find a reason to go outside and do something like I, I would, I tried you know to saying? plan a trip. I tried to plan a trip to death Valley on the hottest day of the year. Cause I wanted to know what it was like to try and be outside when it was 126 degrees outside in, in, Are you in a place where you have no shelter from that. Correct. Yeah. Can't Does this hold true with cold it. also? Yes. I think it's okay. very fun. Like I don't enjoy, um, 17 degree weather, five degree weather, the three polar vortexes that existed through Chicago. I found reasons to bike places. Yeah. Those are awesome. And I think it's incredibly fun being like, Oh wow. I can see the condensation on my little ski goggles freezing in front of me. I think that's cool and fun. I can feel the chain on my bike getting more rigid and feel like if I press down really hard, it might pop. I think that's fun. Do I want to live like that forever? Of course not. I die. But yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's fun. I think like yeah. extreme weather like that, super mm-hmm. fun. It's a limit. To I test. think the next like thirty to fifty years are going to come up big in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> well suited. I mean, I, I, I said I didn't want to live like that. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Is there like a reason you feel that way, or are you just sort of like making that up? Or nah, I think God's got. Oh, some we plans. don't want to date the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah by the time it releases it's already going to be in the midst of it <laughs> uh, we're coming ben, at you live from our raft yeah ben are you just like dead sent dead center on that bell curve of popular weather or is there something about you that's a little i don't know counterculture when it comes to what you like yeah yeah um no. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty. <laughs> 75 and sunny all day. Yeah. 75 and sunny. Yeah. Robust. I like pleasantness. Do you like uh, autumn? I like to not hate being in my skin. Um, being non-humidity kind well, of guy. You don't need any help on that front. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> look at me. Um, yeah. No, I, I love to be comfortable. Um, I hate I hate not feeling like I can breathe just because of how much water there is in the air. Yeah. Um, I hate being scared of skin cancer. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I've heard freezing to death is one of the better ways to go, but I don't want to soon. Yeah. And and you just don't like being damp? I'm just, what I'm hearing is like, is that you're operating from a place of fear in regards to the weather. (laughs) No, just dislike. Um, I'm not scared of it. Um, I'm not scared of anything. If there's one thing human history has taught us, the urge, the urge to be comfortable is unnatural and wrong. Yeah. Yeah. 
the spiritual thing for me. So. <laughs> You're just testing a different type of limit. Well, let me, but, but right. Ben, are you an autumn man? Oh, big autumn head. Yeah. 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 Do you like, do you like sweater weather? Yep, that's autumn. But but yeah. you know, but but you know what I'm saying like but you're saying like you like 65 and 70 and no that's what I'm at. That's why I'm asking. I'm like, I'll take a high 50s. So Ben, um, I'm going to ask you a pretty boring question here. Go ahead. What is your thermostat <laughs> set to in the dead of winter? Right now it's a 62. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Wait, what about mid-January, February? It will stay 62. Okay, really? I think because it's the inside temperature you can control, not the outside. I just think that perhaps if you up that just a little bit and were more comfortable on a regular basis, that your life would change. Because sixty-two, oh, my is a life needs changing. No, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm hopping on Ben's side of this one, dude. We were simpatico at sixty-two degrees on that thermostat for about five years together, and I love a range of weather. I don't think that's the difference here. Yeah, yeah. I like a nice people's gas reminder that I'm doing well versus my neighbors on my monthly <laughs> expenditures. Uh, now yeah, that we're, we're talking now shit that, about Ben's brother. Now that we're back home, I will confess that I definitely changed that thermostat back to seventy a few times in Wisconsin. <laughs> 60 degree at night oh yeah dude at night freezing in that place psychopath oh my god it was so fucking hot at night dude i can't believe you did that oh super comfy context here we all spent a weekend in wisconsin (laughs) together uh four five we rented an airbnb thankfully somehow we didn't freeze that one king size bed and one room with four twins there's six of us so one person ended up sleeping on the... Ca- this isn't very interesting. <laughs> no, this sucks. <laughs> we had fun. That's all that <laughs> We went to the craziest museum. I mean, we covered like eight of our question topics over a weekend, though. Like yeah. Airbnb mm-hmm. versus hotel. Uh, House on the Rock is a great museum experience. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What it's like to hang out in a room for the first time, all six of us at once. Mm-hmm. We were all in an Airbnb in Wisconsin for a weekend, and Rudy was fucking with the thermostat, I think is the only thing well, that you really... Lord knows it was freezing in there half the time. So 60 warm. degree weirdos. Fucking psycho. I feel attacked from every angle. Nighttime temperatures. Nighttime temperatures. Nighttime temperatures are indeed the things <laughs> that your characters just got done experiencing... As you bedded down in your various corners of the circus campground, and now you are waking up and finding each other again after finally making it back home. What do you do on your first morning back? I think the first thing that happens, maybe before everybody else even wakes up, is Leighton. Um, Eugene, where are you sleeping in Aberton? Eugene sleeps outside. Would Leighton know generally like where? Yeah, I think given the time that we were away, he's probably posted up somewhere uh, pretty close to Oscar's tent. There's a little, right. uh, his carriage or whatever it's called. Um, Leighton, you hear like crunching in the grass a little bit before someone like leans down next to you and just goes, Eugene, Eugene, are you awake? Ah. Yeah. Hey, um, something's wrong with Claude. Like what? He looks different, and I think he looks like a like a horse still, but I don't know enough about animals. Can you take a look at him? Absolutely. Let's take a gander. Thank you. 
Uh, and Leighton, without like looking back at you, like scurries back towards his wagon. Mm-hmm. I follows. certainly have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I, I dropped this soda voce. Um, and then in towards the pens, um, and he lets you in, and Claude is standing there. Um, he looks healthy, he looks okay, but Leighton sort of like points out on him, these markings are new um, on his skin, and his hair is much longer than when we left, and you can see, uh, I think as a quick rundown, like, there appears to be like a brindling to his fur pattern that wasn't there before, that looks like a like scalloping or scales, kind of, mm. um, but very graceful and sweeping. And then his mane and the um, Clydesdale cuffs around his ankles mm. are like three or four times as long as an animal expert would expect them to be for this breed of horse. And Leighton is just sort of babbling as he points all these things out. It's almost like he got older. Older? Well, uh, how so? Why would he be older? Well, I don't know. But his hair is a lot longer. And his coat looks like he's kind of aged. Is he dying? I don't know. Claude, cover your ears. Is he dying? He looks healthy as can be. I don't know. I've never seen anything like this. Will you keep an eye on him? Yeah, absolutely. You're still feeding him well, right? Well, I, I haven't been here. I asked Petey to, and I mean, he's a trustworthy guy, but you never know. Huh. I'll have a word with that Petey. Make sure his diet's a-okay. In the meantime, I think he's a-okay. Okay. So this is part of Claude's level up? Maybe. Do you want to tell us about it, or do you want to keep us in the dark as as Eugene, or sorry, as Eugene and Leighton learn what these new powers and abilities are? Um, I think I want to keep it in the dark for a minute. I think I think it's something I do that love, I love. Leighton being nervous over this. <laughs> He's like, uh, change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's marked. It's like a marked shift. Um, and he's only been gone for a couple of days, you know, so mm-hmm. he's nervous. But I, I think Leighton doesn't know what it is yet. And so I don't know that our world knows what it is yet. Heard. Heard. Um, Rudy? Yes. The, uh... we, we need a fortitude save from the professor to see well, what happens. I was actually going to see if um, True could be doing some, some work with Rudy or rather with the professor. Um, Rudy? You, you know, want to do the medicine check again to see if you could yeah. have given him like treatment? Yeah, sure. Go, go for disease. it. Um, and I think, you know, he's, he's doing that by first getting a sense of, um, you know, where the professor is in the course of his illness. So, you know, he, you know he's putting him through his paces. <laughs> so, Doc, can you... Um, can you bend down and touch your toes? Yeah, yeah. Uh, professor. No, I mean bend, bend down. It's, it's, touch your toes. Uh, yes, uh, just a moment. Oh, yeah, that's. Is that is that normal for you? Uh, for uh, no, I can't quite reach that as well oh, as I normally um, do. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so then he's gonna um, do a, a remove disease <sighs> check on. Is it cold in here? Is it just me? Someone set the thermostat so, to seventy. Sam, this mm. is going to be against the uh, the diseases DC. You ready mm-hmm. for that? Yep. Uh, it's a twenty-eight success. Is it a critical success? It is a critical success. Great. 
Rudy, you will get a plus four circumstance bonus to your next saving throw against that disease. Oh, amazing, dude. Ah, excellent. Excellent. I feel better already. Yeah, just um, just keep stretching. And, and you know what? Just stretch more often. That's That yes. seems like that would be good for you. Perhaps sun salutations yeah. might. Uh, yes. All right. Give me that fortitude save. Here we go. Ooh, pretty good. That is a 17. A 17. <laughs> just laugh in my is face that, there, with, Sam. Is that with, with the, the plus, plus four? four? Oh, I'm sorry. No, that is a... I'm sorry. It's a 22. It's a 22. Okay. It's a 22. 21. So plus four would be 21. It sounds like we were one off already. Yeah. So it's 22 all day. Final answer. Yes. Um, <laughs> just la- to the audience Pretty at home, la- Sam was about to four. just laugh in my face. <laughs> <laughs> A 22 is a success. Oh, good. So you go from stage two to stage one, and nothing bad happens to you further as a result, and you will benefit fully from healing now. And with with another successful fortitude save, will uh, it be uh, removed from my system entirely, or does that still require a uh, removed disease? Um, I appreciate you asking that of me in character. Sam, in my head, in my head, it's like when Rocky and Bullwinkle turn to the camera and talk to the narrator. <laughs> uh, the uh, the answer is that uh, you need to make one more fortitude save to get stage one out of your system. Right now, you are a carrier with no ill effect, so you know you probably don't want to bite any of your friends but other than that you're you're doing all right well and so the the i'm imagining in this moment the professor is in his wagon andruk has just left to take care of whatever andruk needs to take care of this morning and the professor hears this from the narrator and he says ah well i certainly won't bite you will i rutherford rutherford and he looks over and standing on the one of the professor's trunks is a small monkey dressed exactly like the professor with a little black eye patch, a little top hat, and a little checkered waistcoat. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, no. Was he there the whole time? And for some reason, the professor knows its name is Rutherford. (laughs) And uh, the professor, uh, you know, he kind of, uh, like, he's like, how did you, who are you? How did you get in here? And, uh, and he kind of creeps closer to the monkey, and the monkey kind of creeps closer to him, and he reaches his little index finger out to poke the monkey, and the monkey reaches out its little index finger to poke at him, and that's where it leaves. Like, they're mirroring each other's moves a little bit. I love it. I love it. And I imagine that this has something to do with your level up, It really. does. It does. All right. All right. Well, I'm sure that we will get familiar with that. <laughs> Move forward. <laughs> oh, pow, big, wow. I got Rudy with it, and uh, it only takes one. It only takes one, just as Ben. <laughs> Anything else going on in camp as you guys all come together? Now let's get our filthy lucre from that sick Abadarian priest. All right. So you head over to Golden Law's church, and how do you begin this encounter? Two middle fingers, probably, but... All right, so everybody walks into the church, birds up. Yeah, birds up, pants down. All right, let's talk. Guns and mouths, Uh, guns and crotches. Three flies, baby. 
you see Nelendrend at the far end of the church, and he turns and he sees you, and he goes, Oh, well, my goodness, the intrepid heroes have returned. Ah, my, 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 my goodness, were you able to uh, procure the holy text of Abadar, which you so faithfully sought out? Such as they are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Now, if I, if I may see uh, the goods before we, uh, before we uh, uh, complete this little, uh, little interaction. Did we remember to bring them from camp? I didn't, I didn't pack them. Andrew, you, ha- you have them, right? I, I thought the professor had them. Oh, no. Oh, well, um, if you don't have it now... Uh, that's fine. Uh, yes, I have. I have the books uh, right here. Hold on now. Oh, you, thank you, God. Just, give me those. Give me those. And like, Rutherford's like holding on to one of the books, like a little, like limp doll. Like, get, get off that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I assume <laughs> we we don't see what the professor sees, do we? What is? Oh, I think are you, you do. Okay, professor. Yeah, you know you. you Rutherford. Oh, we see the monkey. I think you see the monkey. Rutherford is is real. As is the uh, oh. bag of bits that we have handed Rudy for now <laughs> until eternity. Podcast just got a lot longer. <laughs> Not better. Longer. <laughs> I don't know. You got you to gotta listen to it. There's this monkey. It's going to take a little while before you meet him. It's so funny. It's all God. visual bits that he's describing with this monkey, too. You're going to love it. <laughs> Not Frank Well, uh, I'm working on my monkey. <laughs> um, and to be clear, I'm here for it. So you hand over the book, and um, Nell and Trend picks up, and he goes, Oh, well, uh, about this, I mean, uh, this spot here was not there before, uh, but I do appreciate your efforts in returning it to me. Now, um... Are they the books that you this? requested, or are they not? These are the books that I did indeed I request, and I well, appreciate you bringing them back. However, I would uh, ascribe their condition as moderate, and when they left my possession... Then you ought not to have been so careless with them, should you, Nellen? Well, I do believe it. Who knows what happened in transit versus... Uh, well, in transit, I... they were taken by demons who you allowed to steal them from your holy vaults, and then we took them back for you uh, on the sort of basis of a verbal agreement, which I think that you as an Abadarian priest would see as essentially a writ of law. I'm happy to debate that further, but I won't be taking any guff about the moderation of the condition. Invoking and I'd like happen. to roll a lore legal. Yeah. Fuck to yeah. sort of... Fuck yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Push, yeah, go, go plant for it. Plant him in the ground. That's uh, an 18. Yeah, that, that provides a little extra spice. The words you say are just the right ones, and he is chagrined at uh, the thoughts that he had been setting up of backing out in some way on the deal that you had agreed to for holy texts in a church. And so he says, oh, well, a- a- absolutely. Um, I-, I believe that we talked about uh, exchanging this trinket here. And he holds up an onyx dog wondrous figurine. And uh, uh, this here holds up the brooch of shielding. And did we discuss the cross? We didn't talk about the crossbow, did we? we did we talk about it? I've heard so much about this crossbow. Oh, so we did. That was a part of the deal? Oh, well, um, was a handshake agreement, and I don't have a written record of it. 
Uh, well, um, I do appreciate you, and Abadar appreciates you for returning these texts and uh, roll initiative. Praise, praise. <laughs> and he hands over a plus one crossbow, an onyx dog, wondrix, hmm? an onyx dog, wondrous figurine, and a brooch of shielding, all of which are pretty neat. The brooch of shielding and the plus one crossbow, I think, in particular. But the onyx dog, wondrous figurine, you can have some fun with that. To explain what they all do, the wondrous figurines in general are about one inch in height, carved from a specific material, in this case, onyx. Activating it is two actions. It's a command word, and you make it grow, basically. This statue transforms into a guard dog, which is a particular type of creature, uh, Plus four circumstance bonus to survival treks, to track, has dark vision, and when the dog senses a hidden creature with its scent, that creature is instead observed and concealed as opposed to hidden. The onyx dog can be activated once per week and remains in its form for up to six hours. So this isn't a consumable. It's something that you can use again and again, albeit on a wonderful calendar that I'm sure we're going to be abstemious in tracking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is the Onyx Dog Wondrous figurine. You've also got a brooch of shielding. Uh, this here thingy mbopper. It is a piece of golden jewelry adorned with miniature images of kite shields. It can be fastened to your cloak or cape. And it automatically absorbs magic missile spells targeting you. So it can absorb up to 30 individual magic missiles before it melts and becomes useless. So it's not like it's an AC boost, but magic missiles which strike unerringly are absorbed by it. So decent little thing. I would put my hat in the ring for the dog. I don't think anyone is going to contest you on that. You can take it, my friend. Sold. All right, excellent. So Cole takes the Onyx Dog Wondrous Figurine. Anybody want the Brooch of Shielding? I would uh, not mind it. I was going to say, it should probably go to uh, Sven or Eugene, and, as they tend to get in the most down and dirty. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, Sven can have it. Is that okay with you, Andrew? It does look rather fetching on me. <laughs> it's already, oh, I, on, his, I already on his cloak. Yeah, I, <laughs> it brings out your eyes. Yes, thank you. I was thinking the same thing. Who has a mirror? Cause All right, just take it. it. I would not well. <laughs> I must. Okay. Don't you twist my yes. arm. Don't twist it because it won't work because it's a brooch of shielding. <laughs> a little joke. And um, the crossbow. Does anyone have plans for it? I've got some ideas for it. Very well. Sexy Fire. ideas. All right, great. What's up next today? You Or do you want to um, sit here and, I don't know, fight with Nell and Dren? <laughs> Yes, he looked at me a way that I don't like. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, now, Leighton, I, I understand that uh, sometimes those most resistant to the faith are the those most devout once uh, finally, finally turned, finally uh, evangelized. What fun. Yeah. They talk about that. They talk theology for a couple hours. And then Leighton meets back up with everybody else. Where are you? Burying the professor. <laughs> hey, stop. Hey, <laughs> I'm still alive. 
with his monkey yeah. standing. Yeah, next like an like an like an, like, an, like an Egyptian pharaoh just burying him with the animal. <laughs> Stop it! Man. I think I think Druk is going to go to the blacksmith, and his the idea that he had for the crossbow was to try to transfer that plus one rune from the crossbow onto his short bow. Okay, great. Uh, they have in Aberton a blacksmith capable of doing that. Somebody who's familiar with some magic working who can craft that. Uh, I believe there was also some chatter about getting Sven's hammer upgraded. It's already a plus one hammer, correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, and yes, I was the plus one no, sickle. Plus one. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus one sickle. Um, so the intent was to turn the war hammer into a plus one striking. Forty k. Plus one striking. So that's a hundred gold pieces all day. You get a reduced rate because you are transferring Hold a room. On. Sorry. I thought we were talking about upgrading it to, uh, or leaving one as is, so that magic weapon boosts it up to a plus one striking, and then only upgrading the sickle. Does yeah, I sense? think I forgot. The sickle is already up. Oh, 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 oh. The sickle is not striking. Is it's that not right? striking. Exactly. Right. Ah. So then with magic weapon, he would have both a plus one striking hammer and sickle. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, I see. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that so is, that is, in fact, that what hammer. Sven was thinking. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just just so that I understand the mechanics here, the hammer is a mundane hammer until magic weapon is cast on it, at which point it becomes a plus one striking hammer. He has a plus one sickle, which generally gets ignored by spells because it's already plus one and doesn't do it as much damage. And now the sickle will be plus one striking sickle. Mm -hmm. So his That's offhand right. weapon is sort of permanently the more valuable one though the hammer does more damage on any given moment. Yeah. So it'll be 65 gold to upgrade a plus one sickle to a plus one striking sickle. And nice. do you have the numbers on, don't tell me the numbers actually. Can you afford to do the- it, It's 10% of the cost of, of, of the original rune. So it's only 3.5 gold. Great, excellent. Yeah, huge savings. So those things have happened. This day can continue to go on. Where are y'all at? What's what's next on the agenda? Could we gather information maybe in town to see if there's a way to get removed disease for the professor? Like ask around if there's something we might not have thought of yet? Absolutely. You can go back to Silver Scales. You could go to the Mad Mug. You could go back to Nellan Drend. I know that you had a nice conversation with him about God. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. <laughs> I like the Mad Mug. That was a vibe. <laughs> All right. You head back to the Mad Mug and her voice. What was it? Does anyone remember what she sounded like? Could, God, couldn't no. tell you. Okay. Maybe Scottish. Let's say Scottish. Scottish. Uh, the, the, I know that Silver Scales was Irish. Do you want me to pick Silver Scales instead? <laughs> <laughs> certainly know that voice off the top of my head. You could do Scottish voice. I'll do Scottish voice oh, yeah, for yeah. the Mad Mug. Guys, what, do I, I don't know. Voice. I was just going to roll a die. Well, let's go to, go to the Mad, Mad Mug. Mug. Go yeah. to the Mad Mug. You said, the, you said the Mad Mug. All right. So you head over to the Mad Mug. There are some tufts outside, uh, but you make your way inside, and the owner, Pruana Two Punch, is tending bar. So she looks up and she says, Oh, look who it is. A bunch of rabble-rousing troublemakers here. Assuming this is how she sounded the first time you talked to her. You sound different. Yeah, I like it on you. Yes. Are you certain I sound different? Yes, yes, uh, I think so. Actually, not particularly. Any... <laughs> what do you think I sounded like the first time you were here? 
I'd be happy to hark back if only any of us could remember off the top of our heads. I can't put my finger on it, but it oh. was somewhere regional. Yes, yes. certainly regional. Uh, in any case, what are you five doing here? Uh, six. <laughs> We're not counting the monkey. I'm sorry. We don't count Clark. Oh, we We're not counting the fucking monkey, Rudy. <laughs> we don't even know the monkey. <laughs> this is right. this is Rudy's way of playing two characters. <laughs> I do apologize. I didn't see the wee one there. What are the six of you doing? Here? Well, the um, Professor Pedanticism over there is also turning into an undead monstrosity in the middle of your bar. So would you happen to know a place where we could handle that? Oh, he's turning into an undead monstrosity here at my bar. Uh, Give or take. Reading through any hyperbole, I imagine he's got some kind of disease. Yes, we suspect so. There is no one in town with those kind of powers. However, there is rumoured to be a witch about in the Greenwood. Mmm, <gasps> spooky. A powerful, powerful being. Though I haven't even heard rumours about her for years now. Whether she still resides there, it could be, but I know little. Do you know anyone who would know more? It's hard to say. This is a bit of a hub for gossip. I... She was never one to come into town. A bit of a hermit. A misanthrope, if you will. But no, she was very rarely more than rumour and legend as it was. Well, the professor's made deals with rumour and legend before, as far as I can tell. <laughs> that shouldn't be an obstacle. Yes, uh, Trudy just bowed. I think we can all imagine Rutherford next to the professor also bowing. Taking his little hat off. <laughs> <laughs> Grinding his organ with uh, his the, tail. The Greenwood, the, the Greenwood is said to be her domain. Uh, it's south of here. Uh, it, it's a wild wood. There is no hunting in it. The wood won't abide it. It can be a bit of a dangerous place for those who go in looking to take something out. There are few who live on the edges of it seem to be at peace with it, but they rarely tread underneath those trees. Very well. Eugene, do you know of this forest? Anything at all? Can't say I do. Well, if you uh, fellows are keen on it, I would appreciate visiting this witch and seeing if she could help me in any way she can. Seems prudent. Yes. Now, yeah. I'll say two things about this. You go ahead. One, you can go and try to get remove disease done. The professor is in stage one of this disease. One more success tomorrow and he will be cured. It will no longer be in his system. And you have watched Andruk already heal up naturally from this. And the professor currently doesn't have any of those negative afflictions that he did a few Last session. That he did yesterday. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. He, he is recovering fully from healing, etc. This isn't to discourage you from going, only to say that it is 
it feels for all of you less urgent than it would have oh, yesterday. Yeah. You still can do it. I just want the to acknowledge the reality that he is in a less dangerous place than he was 24 hours ago. You also know that the Aaron Tower, where you think you are headed next, is south and west of you. So it's not entirely out of the way, but it is not on the way. Oh, that's true. I, I'd forgotten about the Aaron Tower. That should be our priority as I'm feeling a bit better here. Uh, only throwing up three times a day in my mouth as opposed to seven. There's two. There's two. You're an inspiration. You gotta let that shit out, brother. Just let it all no, out. No, no, I couldn't. Uh, Swallowing it back down is not no, good. No, no, no. If I, if I see it and smell it, it'll be worse. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> well, that's my medical advice. <laughs> <laughs> Professor knows best. <laughs> so what do y'all want to do? Aaron Tower, let's get into this fucking thing. That's what I my vote anyway. Yeah. I'm I'm good to ride. If you are okay, maybe not getting better, which could be bad well, for your Fortunately longevity. I have a feeling that if I die, Rutherford will live on well past my lowly status. Are you thinking Rutherford is your son? Uh, no, uh, that is just why a, people normally have children just a monkey. to pass on. The, okay. Oh, that's I the think. monkey. A very well dressed one, anyway, though. Okay. Well, if you're okay about being replaced on this earth by a monkey in a top hat, <laughs> um, I suppose we move on to the Errant Tower. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked on it, actually. Okay. So you're going to head to the Errant Tower. You will probably head back to the campground. Say your goodbyes, explain that you need to leave again on a mission of great importance once more. Explicitly leave PD in charge. Explicitly leave PD in charge. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. And keep Duke's ration at half. (laughs) (laughs) You grab some food, your supplies, and you head out. Are you going to the Aaron Tower or are you going into the Greenwood? I feel like the professor is the deciding vote. If he's on Aaron Tower, then like let's, let's do it. Let's take our it. chances. We've flown on slimmer chances before. Let's try again. That is for circus performers. Absolutely true. So yeah, you have your hammer, you have your bow. Those runes have already been transferred, and you're heading to the Aaron Tower. Fuck yeah! Oh wait, what the fuck? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Never mind. It's too late. What we should have done is transferred the plus one rune from the sickle to the hammer and then upgraded that to, to striking. Doesn't I'm not going to, I'm not no. going to bust. No, 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 no. I'm not going to bust your chops about this. Like it is fine with me. If you want to do this most, eco- like most economically and optimize it, that's fine. What do you all, is that, is that, is that crazy? Y'all? Can, can you give a, a quick rundown on what is the difference here? Will? Uh, I, I believe the hammer is like a D8 weapon, Ben. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And so if it's striking, it's going to be 2D8 versus the sickle being, I think, a D6. Would it just be 2D6? But doesn't the hammer need to first have the plus one before? Exactly. And so what I'm saying is we would transfer the plus one from the sickle for only three and a half gold to the hammer, then upgrade the hammer to striking. Oh, we should have done that a long time ago. It's absolutely. Right. Yes. It's ab- and that's yeah. the thing is it's it's. It's very realistic that that would have happened, that that like I, I am absolutely fine with doing that. 
if you'd recognized it next session, sorry. But you recognize it right now. That totally makes sense to me. I'm happy to retcon all Tune of that. Tune into Min-Maxing with Will Harold on the Heroes <laughs> Die <laughs> Network. Oh, God damn it. Honestly, <laughs> that would be premium yeah, content. Yeah, it would. Everybody would benefit from listening to Will talk about type of listener. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, we welcome that certain type of listener Absolutely. as we welcome all Absolutely. types of listeners. Yeah, both of them. that one and also that other one (laughs) wills optimizing aside you do set out from aberton you're headed south and west you go through pastures and fields and very quickly off in the distance you are able to see the Aaron tower it is a relatively flat landscape in the direction of it and it becomes visible pretty quickly you make your way th- over fields and streams, etc., etc., and you begin to get within a tighter radius of it. Everybody, give me some perception checks. Is this something that Claude could notice? 20, 25 for Eugene. 19. 13. What's, his, what's Claude's sniffer like? Uh, I mean, he has a plus 10 perception. Um, I have a 23. Does he have scent is what Sam is asking, I think? Uh, he does not have scent, no. He doesn't have scent, but I imagine that a lot of that plus 10 is not, like, noticing. It ain't him. eyesight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a exactly. horse. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can roll. You can you can roll, Claude. I appreciate uh, you. Asking. He went 15. I went 23. It's a 27 yeah. for the professor. A natural it's 20 a 27 on the die. All right. So, everybody above 20, you sort of hold out your hands and stop the party because you can hear sounds coming from... You know, dozens of yards away. You look up, and Claude also. His nostrils flaring. He begins here. And you may want to make your way a little bit more quietly forward. Stealth mode, engage. Yeah, so those of you who have good stealth, maybe you start creeping up just a little bit. Yeah, Sven draws his weapon and approaches stealthily. Yeah. If you got if you got good stealth, this is a little bit of reconnaissance, right? They're not they're not fully in sight yet. Twenty-two. Twenty-two? Okay. Twenty-four. Twenty-five. Twenty-five, twenty-four, twenty-two. Twenty-one for twenty-one. Claude. Okay. So for Claude? I'm riding Claude. He'd be the one stealthing. Alright, give me so give me stealth for you too. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> you would know that you would have to roll it as well. I have a better stealth than Claude. Okay. Uh, as it turns out. Ah, oh, but I did not roll as well as him. Exactly. Nine. Nine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the old horseback approach stealth recon. <laughs> I, I've, I seen, thought... I've seen this part of the movie. When people are trying to go quietly, they get off their horse. <laughs> I thought you said we were just going to start hiding. <laughs> so you begin to creep up. All of those 20s, fortunately, are out in front of Claude and Leighton as Leighton starts going, yes, that's right. Very good. You're being very quiet. Thank you. Yes, this is an excellent horse stealth. Everybody, look. Uh, you get a little closer. And shut up. Shut up. <laughs> may I refer you all to the map? Prefer if you didn't. Yeah. Well, I'm updating my health points. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. Oh, it's a bunch of 90s skateboarders wearing neon. Please approach carefully. <laughs> Just be very, very quiet. Be careful, they're radical. Don't be worried. We can bribe them with Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> and Reese's Puff Cereal. Does that guy have nunchucks? <laughs> you do see a variety of reptilian warriors <laughs> that look like this. Ninjas? Four that look like this. They have the neon dots on their tokens, and one that looks like this. For those of you at home that can't see these images, they look like moray eels with arms. (laughs) It is. Think of like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles if they were from Florida. Really (laughs) well-defined abs. It's horrifying. And a little bit sexy. (laughs) And a little bit sexy. Okay. And they've got attitude. (laughs) More like attitude, if you know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> all right, good, good night, guys. Oh, God. I love it. I love it. Should we just vote to let Andruk flirt with them a little? <laughs> yeah. We got past the slurps without Go on, show a little angle, Andruk. All he had to do was feed him the right food. We could give him another shot. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? That was Rudy. All right, you're creeping up on these creatures. Uh, you look in and you see that they've got uh, some hunting weapons out and it appears that they have recently killed an ox. What do you all do? Let's get up behind the tree behind them so we can get a closer vantage. Uh, Sam, uh, did you say... Am I allowed to infer that the sounds we hear sounds like them eating? Or was that um, them Talking. Talking. It was talking. Okay, cool. Come follow me, friends, behind this tree. Uh, Sam, on sight, would I recognize them as Zulgaths? Yes, you would recognize these creatures as Zulgaths. Okay. Uh, yes, wonderful. All right, we are friend. on our way, and you are all doing so yes, well. You don't need to say it. You don't need to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Okay. The encouragement <laughs> defeats the purpose of the stealth. Yes, Eugene, and so does the vocal criticism. Okay, let's all just. Wait, interesting. Eugene, can we get. Okay, no counterpoints. No counterpoints now. Well, Eugene's going to follow Sven, uh, stealthing along. Yes, I'll uh, stealth along as well. All right, so you all are getting up behind a tree about 50 feet south of these Zulgaths. Andruk hanging back. And yeah, you get up close to him. It does sound like the sounds they are making are talking. They're making no effort to be quiet. And they're dragging this ox back towards the Aaron Tower. What do y'all do? I am going to... Oh, can can I get stealth checks from everybody, please? Sure. Again. With their wallet chains and their backwards hats. It's a 20 for Eugene. 20. 15 for Sven. 15 for Sven. 24. 25. 19. 10 for Claude. Just slapping Claude's side in adoration. <laughs> oh, but if that's being used as our initiative, I think we would just do mine. That's what I did. So those will be y'all's initiatives. What is the plan? You have a moment here to collect yourselves prior. Can't just kill them while they're eating. Who said they were eating? Yes, perhaps we let them go. Just let them get out to the castle. We could follow them all the way to the Aaron Tower. It's right. Sam? That might be difficult. Mm-hmm. We're in initiative right now, though. You're... Were we to enter initiative... That's where we would be. 
Your stealth rolls are your initiative. I, Because what I would like to do is to use Reach Spell and cast Comprehend Language on the southernmost uh, radical uh, eel. Check the range on Reach Spell. It increases the spell by 30 feet, and Comprehend Language is 30 feet. And the southernmost one is 55 feet away. Got you it. cast it on yourself, don't you? And then that's oh, how far it works? Or? I'm sorry, wait, hold on. You might be right, Cole. I might be understanding the spell wrong. No, it targets one creature. So you want to target one of them? I'm not understanding. The target can understand the meaning of a single language is hearing or reading when you can. Oh, so I do want to cast it on myself. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I see. Because I want to see, because you said that they're clearly talking, but we can't mm-hmm. understand them. And so I would like to see if I can understand what they're saying. Yeah, absolutely. If you if you cast it on yourself, so long as you can hear them, the range is irrelevant. And you said we can hear them. Right, right. If like one of your allies were to move closer to them, so long as they were within 30 feet of you or with reach 60 feet of you, then you could still hit them. But you're, you're casting comprehend languages on Rutherford. I understood. <laughs> Rutherford, what are they saying? <laughs> oh, this doesn't help at all. Now I have to cast comprehend language on me. So you cast comprehend languages on yourself. <laughs> it just turns into a long span of comprehend Eugene, language. What is he saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, drat. I've done away with all my level two spells. <laughs> you cast comprehend languages and no. you're sort of hanging out behind this tree and you can just hear them saying, This will certainly be good eating. Yes, 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 it, it will be. It will be indeed. I can't wait to get back there and cook this. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the, we're, we're running low on salt and cumin, so I think that we'll be we'll be doing this ox probably in a stew of some sort. Yeah, you know, they've it, got it, the refined palate. An ox thing, without cumin? What are they thinking? The main Boy, thing is we have to get it in there quickly, but we don't have to worry about cleaning up any blood trails because, you know, those are going to get cleaned up by, you know, whatever it is. Uh, we've got them. Mopping around. Yes, yes. I think it's, someone said that they thought it was an ooze. Yeah, you know, but we just don't need to worry too much about that. So long as we get beyond our embankment, everything will be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just keep hauling. Keep hauling, Croc. Keep hauling. Yes, you're not doing anything. And that's what you hear. Did, um, did anyone else hear, uh, Ooze? I, I, uh, no, only the professor. <laughs> uh, uh, gentlemen, uh, there may be an ooze in these woods. Terrible. A creeping, crawling, slimy, warm to the touch ooze. Go take a cold shower, Professor. <laughs> a smooth 72 degree ooze. <laughs> Professor, what did you hear? (laughs) (laughs) So what's the plan? Are you going to try to follow them back to the Aaron Tower? Or are you going to... Yes, I say we follow them. Attack. Especially if we have this uh, perfect blood trail to lead us all the way. We can uh, tarry behind it at quite a pace. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. My suggestion is I don't think there's any reason to engage them in combat yet. If we can continue to stealth behind them... that's also, right. if they're about to show up to the Aaron Tower with a load of meat and no cumin, I might be able to do some interesting bartering at the gate. True that. He's True that. Good. Eugene's packing some spice. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
they resume their hauling of the ox carcass, and you all begin to stealth after them. Can I get another round of stealth checks? Sven, we'll go to you first. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be 26. That is a nice stealth there. Leighton? Um, that is going to be an 8 for Claude and a 19 for Leighton. Okay, oh, nice. we'll, we'll, take, we'll take the 19, but we do know about the 8. Easy, Philippe. Eugene? 23. Indeed. And the professor? 22. Andruk? 21. 21. Everyone's getting a little bit better at this, which is really nice and all very cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> as you're creeping Thieves after them, kills you. As you're creeping after them, Leighton leans over and says, Nice going, Claude. They've got no idea we we're think? here. <laughs> I rolled the 19. <laughs> One of the Zulgath warriors (laughs) starts to turn his head. And then Claude goes in response to your praise. And they all turn. We have rolled for initiative. Svend, you have been spotted. You are this far away from them as represented on the map, currently about 40 feet. What do you all do? Um, I'm going to step forward, uh, maximum amount that I can move, which is 25 feet. We all remember that crowd favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I am going to, uh, cast intimidating glare at one of them. You are going to cast an intimidating glare at one of them. Uh, yeah. Which one? Red, blue, green, purple, or the unmarked fellow in the back? Okay. Uh, you can go with, go with blue. Yeah, gonna toss Leonardo. it blue. You're gonna toss it at blue, and are you close enough? Uh yes, yeah, it's within thirty feet from me. So within thirty feet, you're gonna cast intimidating glare. Tell me about that. It's uh basically I can demoralize, but instead of uh demoralize is a very audio audio thing. You have to say words for it. This is just all pure stone cold looks, just all in the eyes and stance. Um, stone cold Sven Austin. Yeah, so he's getting really posture. Maybe crush two beers over his head and drink them. Uh, and then look at him, maybe cross-eyed. So uh, to do this, um, oh, God, oh, God, I'm burying between tabs here. Um, yeah, I'm going to do an intimidation check against its will, DC. Yep, got it. Yep. Uh, okay. Rolling. Rolling. Uh, that's quite good. That's uh, uh, 19 on the uh, – sorry, 18 on the die. What does a, uh, I say, a 22 look like? Hot diggity dog, brother. That is a success. All right. Uh, Wait, you are your, now frightened. Is your, is your intimidate skill is four? Yeah, it seems low, if you ask me. But I dumped charisma, so that does make sense. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But he's trained so, in it. So. so you go out there. And honestly, the way you described it, cross-eyed and crushing a couple beers over your head, that fits with the 22. Yeah. So... You run out there and not a crit, but it is a success. So demoralized, that's a demoralized one, I think. It's frightened one. For frightened one, yep. Frightened one. We'll put a little skull on him, let him know that he is frightened. Sven, that is a move and is demoralized there. Uh, intimidating glare is a, is a double action. So. Is a double yes. action. Excellent. That is Sven's turn. The professor, you are They up. have done nothing as of yet that is hostile. 
right? They're just looking at us in a mean kind of way, right? Yes. Okay. They have turned towards you. They saw you and immediately began reaching for weapons. Ah, well, that's hostile then. Okay. So uh, the professor uh, will send a uh, produce uh, flame at the uh, at uh, Donatello. No, at Leonardo, I'm sorry. Donatello's purple. Yeah. Check. Good check there, Sam. God, Rudy. Whoa. Apologize. <laughs> Apologize. Yes. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that's bad. No, you I don't want to make those kind of mistakes. No. I was more of a I was more of a motorcycle moon mice from Mars. Get it over. Come on, Sam. I mean, really. <laughs> Street sharks. Street sharks. Oh, I'm back on. I'm back on. Like, the coolest toys. Oh yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. All right, so I, I, oh, I'm going to cast a, a, a produce flame at, at Leonardo. Mm-hmm. That is a twenty-four. A twenty-four plus ten on that. That is a hit. Fuck yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> That's the spirit, Rudy. <laughs> you give it to him, fella. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck you. Let him have it. Okay. So that is uh, 2d4 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, four points of damage. Four points of damage to the Zulgoth warrior. But a bing, but a boom. Alrighty, Druk, it is your turn. All right. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, gonna... it's, it's eight points of damage. I'm sorry. Plus four for my charisma modifier. Plus four for your charisma modifier. All right, eight points all day. It's a fancy fire. Andrew, it is your turn. Burn, burn. <laughs> so Duke's gonna spread the field a little bit um, and run over to the northwest, uh, about 60 feet away from Leonardo before um, taking a couple of shots with the short bow. Mm-hmm. First one is a 28. A 28, that's a hit. It's five uh, and points a of damage. That is a crit. Oh, hello. Nice. Well, it's it's uh, six six points of damage. Six okay. points of damage? Six. Oh, sorry. Excuse what about me. the deadly? The deadly. Excuse me. Uh, ten points of damage total. Four ten points damage. of damage total? My mm-hmm. goodness. Just laying the hurt out on the dual sword wielding ninja turtle in front of you. Still one more attack. Yeah. All Let's right. Let's do it. Uh, it's a 27. 27, that is a yeah. crit. Get him. Nice. Oh, yeah. Come on. Uh, 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage, and Leonardo drops before he got to eat any pizza. Good. And he died scared. He died scared. <laughs> yeah, he did. Sven got out there giving him the lay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never taught him that one. Okay, I gotta know, and I don't. I don't need like explanations necessarily, but just like rattle it off. Favorite Ninja Turtle, Donatello, Michelangelo, Raphael, Raphael, Leonardo. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when All I grew right. up. Everybody punch Ben. Guy, I hate that fucker in any conversation. So annoying. <laughs> I'm surprised you were allowed to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Cole. Well, was, uh... I was wondering who was gonna get the ending of that. Yeah. <laughs> It was more of an outside the home uh, experience for me. Some kids look at porn together. Cole looked at TNMNT. Porn. So you're telling me that they got in contact with Ooze and then they grew up to be enormous and a rat who already knew ninja moves just taught them? That seems a little far-fetched to me. Wow, this is amazing. (laughs) 
Listen, I love turtles from a very young age. And they have a platonic like relationship with like this turtles. reporter? <laughs> <laughs> this human reporter? <laughs> Eugene, you're up. Eugene's going to take some steps. He's going to move 5, 20, and that's going to be his turn. He moves? I guess I'll move, I'll move a little more. I don't want to get within their range, though. Uh, 5, 10, 50 to there. I'll move to there. Double moves. Keeping one in the chamber. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. All right. Layton, give it to me. Great. Layton and Claude are going to uh, dash around. Well, you're doing such a good job, buddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Feel a little played. Uh, they're going to dash around to Eugene's back. And uh, Leighton was like leaning down to say, Claude, let's. And Claude was already like gone, mm-hmm. running after Eugene to back him up. Oh, excellent initiative, Claude. Um, and Leighton's going to get into that position, um, cast a lightning arc. So, can I get reflex saves from Raphael and Donatello, please? Raphael and Donatello, absolutely. So, red and purple coming in hot with a couple of reflex saves couple of reflex saves that is going to be a 10 for Raphael and a natural 20 for purple for Donatello well okay um it's a basic reflex save so I think the natural 20 means you save out right yeah I I I think I crit crit I yeah I crit the save so I think it yeah yeah Okay, you're going to take five points of electricity damage on red. Five points for red barf salad. And then Leighton and Claude are going to wind up ahead of Eugene there on Claude's second move. Claude's second move. So you command Claude on the first, Claude moves. and So we've discovered the first part of the level up. Okay. I no longer have to spend an action to command Claude. Oh, nice. He nice. gets two actions every turn for free. So do you technically have another action left right now? Uh, I technically do, and I wanted to use it. Thank you for reminding me. I wanted to use it as a knowledge check on the one in the back and try to see what the difference might be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, throw out a ye old uh, check on that. Which skill am I rolling? Um, what are you looking for? I want to know, are they a more like martially uh, inclined individual in the others? Like, are they just better than them at fighting? Or are they a spellcaster? Am I seeing signs of something else? Totally. You can give me a humanoid society check. If you've got a lore that you think is relevant or a specific lore, uh, you can throw that out there for the recall knowledges or lore checks. What are you, what are you no. looking at? My lores are really more rela giraffe than relevant. Um, for what so you're looking I'm, for, I'd, I'd let you roll um, you so an arcana check. Um, uh, society was the first thing you said, and I'd love to. Yeah, you can give me a society check. Great. Uh, that's going to be a 23. A 23? Yeah, you recognize uh, that this does not appear to be a magic user in the Zulgath world. Um, This is a little tough, right? Because I think this is pretty specific stuff. And to know, like society is a pretty broad umbrella, right? To just know- You're telling me. 
any society. Um, this is, I think, a little reinforced by the fact that in the Zulgath page on like archives, it says society humanoid. That is the one that I imagine you have referenced so far in this AP, but we haven't broken that out yet. So instead, mm -hmm. I'm going to answer this by giving you negative answers as opposed to positive answers. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand. And we'll figure out sort of what the breadth of society is moving forward. But what you know is that this does not appear to be a magic user. And you also are aware that Zulgaths in, in general have a, a stench about them. And if you get close enough to them, you're going to have to deal with it. There will be some mechanical issues that you actually are already running into given where you are. So, Leighton, can I get a fortitude save? Uh, from myself and from Claude? From yourself and from Claude. Great. Uh, Leighton is going to have a 15, and Claude is going to have a 22. All right, Claude passes. Okay. Uh, on a failure, which you did, Leighton, you are sickened one. Great, that's minus one to basically everything. Minus one to basically everything, particularly everything physical. While within Great. the aura, so with, while within 30 feet of them, you are also going to take a minus two circumstance penalty to saves to recover from the sickened condition. A creature that succeeds at its save, uh, you know, will we'll have the, the standard immunity for another minute or so. Okay. So they are that stinky. Eugene, right. I will also say that you are within the aura. I'm not going to retcon that one back to your turn but you are very aware of how bad it smells and know that if you get any closer or stay where you are, you're going to have to deal with this too. Okay. That said, Leighton, that is the recall knowledge. You learned about stench, which you're already dealing with, so that feels a little cheap. Let's see if there's anything else. No, that's pretty much it, honestly. Uh, you know that they are not a magic user. I, I think that's what I care. It's it's a matter of strategy, not of like exactly how are they going to come mm -hmm. at us. You know. Oh, one thing I will say, given whom you targeted... Uh, this is a Zulgath skulker. You know that it can somehow suppress this stench aura to hide itself. It doesn't appear to be doing that right now, but that's something that you know with that role. Got it. All right, Leighton, that is your turn. We are moving on to this Zulgath's turn. Green is not in the canon of the Ninja Turtles. It is going to take a 10-foot move to get up in your business. It has a club in its hand, and it is going to attack you with that, Leighton. Alrighty. That's a 12. Nah. And its jaws are gnashing out at Claude. Oh. That is a 23 to hit. Oh, that seems likely. Uh, yep, that's going to do it. And that is 10 points of damage. Piercing okay. damage. Welcome back, Claude. It's good to have you here. Welcome back, Claude. Coming up next, the Skulker. He's going to move 20 feet forward. At the same time he does that, he is drawing a javelin and is going to hurl that javelin right at Sven. Big spear coming at you, bud. Uh-huh. That is going to be a 23 to hit. That will hit. That'll hit. That is going to be five points of damage, five points of damage from the javelin. 
that is Oof. a move and man. interact and a throw and attack that is RP its there, turn. Folks. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We got Donatello here. What is Donatello going to do? I think Donatello is just going to swarm up here, but 5, 10, 15, 20 is also going to get involved up there with Leighton, swinging its club, coming up big. That is going to be a 20 to hit you, Leighton. You came up big enough this time. Came up big enough this time. That is five points of damage. Okay. And having gotten its success, is going to swipe out with its claw, taking a hand off of the club and then swiping out at you. That is going to be a five to hit. Uh, it's a critical <laughs> failure, if that matters. Unfortunately, it doesn't. We haven't figured out a good system for punishing failure. Unlike the real world. And the final Zulgath warrior here. Oh, what's it going to do? It's going to run up. Five, ten, draw another javelin and hurl it at Sven, trying to turn him into a pincushion. Javelin, that's an 11 to hit. I'll miss. That will indeed miss. Aha! Says Sven. That is not <laughs> That is the end of round one. The top of round two. Our heroes are up at the top of the initiative order. They have named the Zulgaths after Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, given the colors of dots that I have placed on them. And we will find out how this combat concludes next session. Ah. Uh, oh, right. Well done. Well done, everybody. Well done.